0: They're crazy, they're zany, and just plain nuts. But they love Jesus, America's Keswick, and all of
1: you. Here are the hosts of the Bob and Bill podcast, Robert Hayes and Bill Welty. (laughs) Well good afternoon, Bob. Hey, Bill. It's Friday. I can't believe it. And this is our thirteenth episode. Thirteenth episode. And we can't wait for people to come back on the grounds of America's cousin. Mm-hmm. Our governor's supposed to announce what the uh what the new guidelines the are time gonna be. Frames. And I really hope I may we can welcome our guests back. It would be nice to have people here. It's lonely. <laughs> I mean it's not been bad, but it's we miss you. It's not the same. And and Can It Be, that was a great arrangement. Beautiful arrangement. And that that's was Elizabeth, your, your daughter-in-law. Yep, she's the best. Yes, she is. And that song was your dad's favorite. That's my dad's favorite. So, Dad, if you're watching, we want you to know we love you, and I hope that you're behaving and enjoying this beautiful <laughs> day in Montrose, Pennsylvania. That's right. Hey, we're going to listen to the next part of our Colossians series, Pastor Tom Brown from Heartland Baptist Church in Heartland, Maine, comes to share with you God's word. Let's give a watch. Second one, you are to be holy and blameless. You are to be without
0: blemish. But you, you were once alienated. How are you cleansed? You are cleansed by the blood of Christ. And as, with, as a dad with three girls, boy, they're different, aren't they? You just watch for two minutes. You don't understand. Boy, they're different. And I was a little boy. And if there was a mud puddle within two miles, I found it. Whether it was my Easter suit or not, I went and I, I was all in. I was all in. I was sold out to that mud puddle. And what happened was my mom, she got frustrated because I came and I was full of blemishes. But what happened is I need to be blameless. I am without blemish. Because when Jesus washes you, he washes you completely and fully. It's gone. The sin is gone. So we're supposed to be separated from sin. We live our life without blemish. And we live our life, what? Above reproach. That no one can charge us. Does that mean we live a perfect life? No. You can't because then the three of us would be out of jobs. Can we live a perfect life? No, we can't. But we can live a life that we are above reproach. What that is, is people, when they, make up a, when they make up a statement, they say that cannot possibly be true because that man or that woman, they are so in tune with God. That possibly can't be true. We are to live a holy life and a blameless life, and we are to be above reproach. You want something to strive for? That's what you strive for. Live a life of holiness. Live a life of blamelessness. Live a life above reproach. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Third section, verses 23. So if I'm going to be sold out to a God who reconciles, I need to understand what he did for me. Then I'm reconciled and I'm sold out because I understand the great forgiveness that God has given me. And then the third thing I do is I show evidence of being sold out. I need to show evidence. Remember, we're not saved by works, are we? No, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 takes care of that. But there's going to be evidence that I'm sold out for God. I'm married. You have evidence of that. I wear a ring. I have my arm around my wife. We eat dinner together. She's happy 99% of the time. Happy wife, happy life. Okay. Where's Robert and Joyce? They're not here. Robert, happy wife, happy life. Robert, happy hubby, keep them chubby. It goes both ways, okay? This is a relationship. It's not, it's both ways here, all right? There needs to be evidence that we are sold out for God. And what happens is we're trying to dabble in the world to be like them so we can be cool, so we can be hip, so I can get on Twitter. No, we need to have evidence. Knowing and believing that I am dedicated and sold out to God because of what he has done for me. So what does the evidence look like? Let's look at this verse. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast. Paul wrote the Colossi church. He's writing, it's going, don't you move. Don't you move. Be grounded. Be steadfast. Those are words that are like a foundation. I'm from Maine. I'm learning a lot about snow and ice. And I learned that you, in Maine, you dig a a foundation four feet deep. You know why you got to go four feet deep? Because there's this thing called snow and ice. And snow and ice get in there, and they freeze, and it pushes the foundation. And if you don't have a foundation that is built on solid rock, your house is going to go. And so he sits there, and he writes to them. He says, if indeed you continue in the faith. That tells me, first of all, they're saved. You can't continue in something that you don't have. So you need to make sure you have faith. We'll get to that in a minute. The second one is that you are grounded and you are steadfast. Let me tell you whether it's Robert, Sam, or myself. You better go. We want you to go back to your room. We want you to read God's word. We want you to get into God's word. I didn't understand that point. We want you to just not take our word. We want you to go back to God's word, dig into it, become grounded in his word. I love these five little things up here. Who, what, where, when, why, how. Each of us are going to do who, what, where, when, why, how each single time with you on this platform. You can do the same thing in Bible study. Who? Who's this passage about? What? What is going on? Where is this happening? When did this happen? Why is this happening? And then how comes into how does this make a difference in my life? You want to learn how to do Bible study? You write these six questions down. Is it six, two, four, six? Six questions down. And every time you open God's word, you ask "Who, who, what, where, when, why, how? 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 And that's going to help you become grounded and steadfast. Because you don't want to follow a man. You want to follow your Savior. And don't ever, you got good pastors, I'm assuming you got good pastors, but you want to look at God's Word for yourself. You become grounded and you become steadfast in this Word. Because as a pastor... I want to be able to equip you. I don't want you to rely upon me. I want you to rely upon the Lord because He can still change. Hearts, right? So we're gonna go grounded and we're steadfast. We're standing on His word. We're standing on His Bible. We're not standing on the personality of your pastor. We're not standing on the personality of the worship leader. We're not standing on the personality or the type of music that is there, or the chairs or the pews or the carpet or whatever. We are standing on the word of God, and we shall not be moved. But you can't stand on something you don't know. You got to get into his word. Hopefully, this is not the only week you open your Bible every single day. I hope, we hope, the three of us, the staff, we hope this is a continuation of your private worship at your home. This week of church, because you're going to church five times, that's 10, that's 10 days, that's 10 church sessions. You don't get 10 weeks off of church when you go back home this should catapult you into becoming grounded and steadfast. Do not stray from what you heard. Why? Because there's false teachers coming in and saying, Jesus is not enough. If you hear something like that, I hope what you would say is go, hmm, let's look at God's word. Let's look at God's word. If you hear something, you look at God's Word, all right? So we're grounded and we're steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel. The gospel is the good news, right? Robert talked about that last night. First Corinthians 151 through eight, one through nine. The hope of the gospel is that Jesus came to pay a debt that he did not owe because you have a debt you cannot pay. And you have hope. It was, uh, Sam and I have been talking about ministry and uh, we have been talking about the many, Funeral services that we've had to do, and you—I have had the opportunity to bury the three S's people, the three S people. They're saintly. You know what that stands for? They're older. They're saved. You know that you know that you know that they're saved, and they're suffering. And so it is a graduation day to go, and you come into the service, and you're not—you're not happy they passed away. You hear me on that? but we grieve as those who have hope. And then we've had the opportunity to present the gospel, and then you go into another service, and they are not saved, and they are not suffering, and they have spent a time away from God, and they don't have the hope. What are we doing? We're grounded and we're steadfast. We're grounded and steadfast on the word of God, which is the gospel. Let me tell you, friends, we need to be able to present the gospel Every single day, every single moment, we are presenting the gospel, which you heard. Okay, remember, they don't have the Bible. They don't have the Version Bible app back 2,000 years ago. I don't know how they functioned. That was supposed to be funny. All right, so <laughs> <clears throat> they heard the gospel. Paul says, remember what I told you. You heard it and you know. We are blessed that we have a copy of God's word. If you've got a smartphone, you have God's word in your pocket all the time. Some of you like paper, that's okay. You carry paper copy. That's okay too. We have the hope of the gospel which you heard which we know, which was preached to every creature under heaven. Of which Paul, I Paul became a minister. You are a minister of the gospel. This is you don't pay your pastor to present the gospel. You as people that love the Lord, you need to go and you need to be ministers of the gospel as well. That's not something you pay us to do. You need to go and share the faith. Do you know why? Because you have the relationship with them. You have the opportunity to connect with them. So let's go ahead and look at some, uh, a quote by Billy Graham. Billy Graham says this. Billy Graham says, God's followers need to know the truth he sets forth in his word. Pause. You can't know the truth unless you spend time in the Word. You have got to spend time in God's Word. I'm not talking listen to a podcast of David, Jeremiah, Chuck Swindoll, or you name, you name that person. You get in for yourself, and you read God's Word, and you ask the six questions. Who, what, where, when, why, how? Who, what, where, when, why, how? You read God's word so you know the truth. So that when we know the truth, we can confidently. We're not sitting here wishy-washy going, I don't really know. We are confident that we can discern between his truth and Satan's lies. And let me tell you something. I'm not going to rail against the church. But the church needs to get back to the word of God. Because the Colossae church, this false teaching has slipped in. And the believers are kind of in a tussle right now. And Paul's saying, go back to what you knew. Go back to what you knew. Go back to what you knew. Know the gospel, the hope of the gospel. So what's some evidence? How can I be sold out? How? Wait a second. That's a question we're going to answer. So we're doing Bible study. How? How does this make a difference in my life? If you want to take notes, I have six ways that you can be sold out. Why do I have six? Because God made the earth in six days, on the seventh he rested. So you can rest one day, all right? Here we go. The first one is you need to have a relationship with Christ. You cannot be sold out to someone you do not know. Two years ago, I did not understand basketball. Two years ago, I understood you put the ball in the hoop. I didn't understand what a pick and roll was. I didn't understand what zone defense was. I didn't understand what man on man was. And then guess what happened? One of my girls said, I want to play basketball. So as a dad, I walked into practice and I sat in the bench and I learned with the third and fourth grade girls. And now I understand what a pick and roll is. And I'm sitting there going, here comes the pick. You better roll. I'm, I'm coaching from the sidelines just in case she needs help. Yeah. I went to seminary. They taught me how to project. I can do that very easily. I don't need a mic. Yeah. Okay? I, they, they just let me go. Yeah. But it comes back to the simple truth. Is that before I had my Sarah play basketball, I could care less about basketball. But then what happened is she got involved and I became sold out. You cannot sit here and get excited and be sold out with someone that you don't know. So it comes down to the simple fact. Do you know Jesus? Because you can't fake it. Once you understand what Christ did and who he is, you are going to be sold out. Second thing is, You need to know what you believe and believe what you know. You need to know what you believe and believe what you know. You need to take the time, take the opportunity to make sure you spend time in God's Word. When I was in Bible college, I went to Lancaster Bridal College. I'm sorry, Lancaster Bible College. Got my MRS. That will be funny when you get it. Went to a Bible, I went to, a, I had a teaching Bible in a secondary course, and I had this teacher, and uh, well, she didn't hold back, and so she said, uh, what's God teaching you from his word? This was, this was almost 20 years ago. This happened in 2001, so what's that make it, 18 years ago? I still haven't forgotten it. And I said, well, I'm reading about this commentator said this, this commentator said this, this commentator said this. She looked at me, and it was a group of like 15 people called me out and says, you need to spend time in God's Word for yourself. Don't be eating someone else's leftovers. You go to the God's Word, and you get first fruits. You need to know what you believe and believe what you know. Dig into God's Word. Third thing you need to do is you need to keep reading your Bible. God is talking to you. I, I haven't heard from God. I have people come into my office. Pastor, I need to talk. Okay, great. Come on in and talk. I, I haven't, things with my life, my spiritual life are, are, are stale. Okay, let's talk about it. So we, you know, we ask the questions, the diagnostic questions. And when's the last time you read your Bible? Oh, well, uh, I've been busy. I understand. I do. But when's the last time you read your bible? When's the last time you just sat and you read your bible? When's the last time you sat, you stood, you went on a walk, you plugged into your YouVersion Bible app, plugged the earbuds in and you went for a walk and listened to the chapter of the bible. Maybe you're not maybe you're not able to read, you're not a strong reader, but you can listen auditorily. Read it. Listen to it. We're at an age of technology that you don't have to have these CDs. We got it in our pocket. Keep reading your Bible. Keep reading your Bible. Fourth thing is you need to keep praying. You see, reading our Bible is God talking to us. Prayer is us talking to God. And I have a quote. I I, I have it. I love it. It's on my desk. And it says, prayer is not telling God what he doesn't know prayer is me giving my concerns to god and saying god you take care of it when i pray god is not sitting on his throne going oh tom i am so glad you told me because i had no idea that was going on (laughs) how many times have i gone to god going god i don't know what you're doing help me understand lord i can't control this i'm giving you the control Prayer is my confession that I trust in God. And it's more than God blesses food to our body and my body to your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Is that good? Yes. But I hope that's more. You pray more than that. I hope that you pray more. What's on your heart? What's on your mind? Are you talking to God? Read your Bible. That's God talking to you. Prayer is you talking to God. Fifth thing is you join a local church. You fellowship with like-minded people. It's really hard when you, uh, when you have a basketball team and you're the only one hollering. I like to sit amongst friends that holler with me so that I can go, it's his fault. It's her fault. It's really bad when you sit between two women and you go, it's her fault, and it's the man yelling. You know it's me. And what happens is is we become very busy. But it's nice to come into a church among like-minded friends, family, and you fellowship with them, and you want another with them. You share with one another. You encourage one another. You pray for one another. You love one another. You want another with them. But what happens is we get so busy, I'll, I'll go into church online, and we miss that fellowship. Join a church. Join a local church. Encourage them. Love on them. Bear your burdens with them. They'll bear your burdens with you. Next thing we want to do is we want to live a changed life because of Christ's sacrifice. My life will never be the same because of this place. That's a testimony to what God can do. Could he do it in another camp? Sure he could. But what happened was God used his word. And 21 years ago, God called me into ministry in that back right-hand corner. A lot of things have changed. A lot of things have not changed. You know, two things have not changed. First of all, God is still working through the men of the colony. What a great ministry. Second of all, God's word has never changed. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But God is in the business of changing lives. He can't change a life unless you're willing to be changed. You take your hardness of heart and you allow him to mold it. Sand off those edges. Because once you become sold out, your life is going to show it. Hey, you're that one that does all the yelling. Yeah. Hey, you're that guy that got radically... What happened? You got radically saved? You stopped the drugs, the alcohol, the, the swearing, and the cursing, all that? Yeah. Well, how? Because I met a man that told me everything I did, and he still loved me. You need to leave here with a life that is changed because of Christ's sacrifice. And once you understand the depths of Christ's sacrifice, your life will never be the same. You will be so sold out. People are going to say, what happened to you? Six things on how. I end my way with asking yourself three questions. Why do pastors ask three questions? You want to know why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I do it. I can't speak for any other guys and why they do it. I ask three questions. I want to ask a question of your head. I want to ask a question of your heart. And I want to ask a question of your hands. Head, heart, and hands. Head, heart, hands. Okay, so your head one is do I have a relationship with Christ? Just because you walk onto these grounds does not make you a Christian. Just as me walking into Canada does not make me a Canadian citizen. So you need to ask the question Do I have a relationship with Christ? Yes or no? Second question is, when's the last time I spent time with God? When's the last time I spent time with God in prayer and reading his word? Was it when the crisis hit, like Joyce shared with Robert? Because when crisis hit, I'm telling you, we dropped to our knees awful fast, don't we? But when's the last time you dropped your knees when things are going really well? Mm, I forget about God because everything's going well. When's the last time I spent time with God? Was it this morning? Was it last night? Was it yesterday afternoon? When's the last time that you spent time with God? Third and final question, is there evidence of a changed life? We're not saved by works. You hear me on this. I want to make this abundantly clear. But if I am sold out, my life should be different. My life should be different. It should be changed. I should be renewed. And I should live a life that is sold out. Let's close our time with a word of prayer. I end similar to what Robert does, but what I like to do is I end on these three questions. And your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, you're, you're putting your papers in, you're, you've been challenged by God's word. Is there anybody here this morning you want to slip up your hand and say, Tom, would you pray for me? Because I'm not sure if I have a relationship with Christ. I don't know if I'm saved. Is there anybody here this morning that would just slip up your hand and say, I need to talk to you. I need to I need to make sure there's questions that I have. Is there anybody here this morning? Slip your hand up. See that hand? Make sure you don't leave before you see me, okay? Is there anybody else? Anybody else this morning? Is there anybody here that says, Tom, would you pray for me? Because my time in God's word, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I need to spend time with God. I see that one hand, two hands, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, multiple hands, nine. I'm up to nine, ten. Thanks for your honesty. Is there anybody here this morning that says, Would you pray for me because I need to live a life that is sold out? I see that one, two, three. Oh, multiple hands. I've got at least 10, 12, 15 hands. Lord, I'm so thankful for your word. Lord, your word never changes. It is powerful. It is quick. It's sharper than any double edged sword. And Lord, we need to be sold out. And yet we can't be sold out to someone that we do not know. So I'm thankful for your spirit moving. Lord, we pray for those that do not know you, that this morning might be the morning of salvation. Pray for those that are saying, I need to spend time in God's word. I need to spend time reading his word. I need to spend time in prayer more than just that before the meal, more than just coming to chapel or church. Give us a hunger for your word. Give us a desire that we want to talk to you because you have done so much to reconcile us to you. And Lord, for those that are saying, I want to live a life that is sold out. I want to live in evidence that people will see that I'm different because I am sold out to a God who loves me. Oh, Lord, let us all leave here changed by your word that never changes so that the world around will look at us and go, they're different. I have to know what made the change. Lord, help us to be sold out for you.
2: the treasure that I seek. You are my all and all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up, I'll be a fool. You are my
1: Thanks, David. That was absolutely a beautiful rendition of You yep. Are My all and all We're blessed, aren't we, Robert? We are to very blessed. We have such a, a great team of staff that, in addition to you and Joyce, that can mm-hmm. step in and do music. And we're thankful for Elizabeth and David. That's we amazing. miss you. We look forward to the day when you'll be able to join us live. I trust if you've enjoyed the messages by Robert Rodriguez and Tommy Brown, you can go on our website and look for the archives of those messages. Next week, we're going to have Pastor Sam Sutter do his version awesome. of Colossians, which will really be cool. Yep. Three summer staff members who are now serving in full-time pastoral ministry. Really proud of those guys. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to join us Monday through Friday at 1.30. Robert and Joyce do worship live on Facebook. Pastor Noah Lang will be doing a podcast on Monday at 2.30. It's on the book of Revelation. How timely. Mm -hmm. But I listened to last week's message and it really encouraged my heart. So again, thank you for supporting us with your prayers and gifts. If you'd like to give a gift to the Ministry of America's Keswick, call 1-800-453-7942. Or if you'd like to have somebody pray with you, call that same number, 1-800-453-7942. Monday through Friday between the hours of 8 and 4. And one of our staff members would love to pray with you and for you with for you <laughs> it's fun to walk past the desk it is and see our folks praying with different folks that call in and you know what i'm going to be glad when we don't have to wear a mask oh well, that would be really But nice. you want we we've got good news we're going to have keswick masks are you serious yeah i'm really excited about that cool. so if you'd like a keswick mask call one 800 Seven, nine, four, two. And Tyler's laughing. He thinks this is funny. Will they say Bill and Bob or? You know what? That would be really cool. That would be, right? That Who would wouldn't be. want a Bill and Bob mask? For our fan club. <laughs> hey, God bless you. Have a good weekend. If you enjoyed today's podcast, let us know. Write us at bewealthy at or it'll be in the description below. If you'd like to learn more information about America's Keswick, you can visit our website at www.americaskezik.org. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 for the next edition of the podcast. I'm
0: Zach. And I'm Tyler. And have a good and godly day.